Podcast, episode number 126. This is Greg Duncan, and unfortunately, I'm the only regular host who's available today. So you guys are kind of stuck with me. But the best news is, is that we've got uh, two people. Have you guys heard, of, you've heard me talk about cake, right? And, and I was kind of wondering what it is. Martin was t- and I were talking about that. And, and I couldn't like really wrap my head around why. Well, we've got the cake team on today. We've got uh, Mat- Matthias Carlson and Patrick Sovinson. I, and I worked hard on those last names, guys. I worked really hard to try to get those right. Was I close? Yeah, Svensson, oh. but uh, <laughs> cl- close enough. Svensson. <laughs> okay. Um, well, let me do your bios here, guys. Matthias has been working professionally as a developer. <laughs> Let's try that again. Matthias has been working professionally as a developer for almost 20 years. His interest for coding started in the 80s with the Commodore 128, and he found his true passion with the Amiga. And, and I'm raising my, both my arms up in victory because I love the Amiga. I miss my Amiga. Don't we all? <laughs> Today, he's a partner and senior architect at WCOM, a Microsoft partner lo- located in Gutenberg, Sweden. Outside of work, he's a father of two, husband of one, contributes actively to the .NET open source community, where he's most known for being one of the maintainers behind the Cake build system, which is now part of the .NET Foundation. Patrick, Patrick has been working, has been working. You know, I'm really glad we don't do a lot of editing on these because. (laughs) (laughs) But it sets the mood right. (laughs) Uh, Well, then, you know, when people meet me face to face, you know, I do the same thing in the real world. So, uh, you know, this is just, we're just being us. Anyway, Patrick is working as a systems developer and build engineer at, I could not find a pronunciation for this, Tubai? Toby? Toby. Toby. Okay. Toby, a Swedish company specializing in eye tracking technology. When he's not working, he likes to spend time with his family and occasionally hack on cake, a project he founded back in 2014. Gentlemen, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. So uh, like we've been doing, we're going to do the news first. I've got some news items that I want to go through really fast. And regular listeners, you guys know we're playing with the format a little bit. Um, but I really want to keep the news items on the interview parts sh- short so we can spend more time talking about Kate because I think it looks pretty awesome. And you might have sold me on it already, guys, and we haven't even started talking about it yet. First, uh, the MVP Summit. We This has been a month since the last show because we were all at the summit, except for Mickey and Martin and uh, everybody else is not an MVP yet. But uh, we're at the MVP summit and there's a couple posts on Channel 9 that you can see Sam, uh, the Googs, who did a keynote, has a show on the on demand. While we were there, our two new rotating hosts, Gordon Beaming and Josh Garverick, we kind of took over the This Week on Channel 9. And we did the show and I look kind of funny. It's I'm standing between two giants or their normal size and I'm short. I couldn't quite figure it out, but we'll have the link in the show notes. You guys should check it out. Cause we kind of talked a lot about MVP stuff. It's kind of funny. Um, we also have uh, Martin Woodward has a great video on channel nine about the .NET foundation, which is ironic given that cake is part of the .NET foundation. Now other news, since we were last on uh, VSTS, rolled out an update. Now it's been a while, you know, we're, uh, this will probably come out today, November 22nd. The news for this was out early November. That's a good question. Do you guys, where, do, where is your source code for cake? It's on, on GitHub. Uh, 
GitHub. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess that being open source and it's public, I, I guess that makes sense. Do you, either you guys use um, VSTS or TFS? Yes, yeah. I do. Uh, yeah, I'm a consultant, so I use a lot of different systems depending on the customer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we also use it for uh, building Cake as well. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. So the source is on GitHub, and you use the VSTS integration where it can pull right from GitHub, and you use VSTS for the whole build stuff. Well, we build on twelve different build systems currently for, for each commit. <laughs> <laughs> that's, wow. that's how we roll. <laughs> <laughs> No, there were 12. Well, there's even more know? now. There's a few. They're popping up there. Like, if you do an open source build system, you will find out what build servers are out there. Wow. So there's plenty new, and you'll find out new each time, especially with the container based things coming. There's oh, yeah. a, like an explosion of build systems. Yeah. Uh, the next news item I want to talk about is Connect, which was big news last week. Did you guys watch any of the Connect sessions? Yeah, I had to watch them uh, afterwards because I was at the Tech Day Sweden conference, which was parallel. But yeah, it was a lot of nice news there. What stood out for you? Did, did one thing like just stand out and say, oh, what, that's awesome? Well, I think all the, the cross-platform things that uh, Visual Studio is starting to come to the Mac, even though it's Xamarin, but it's, it started to converge and be one like one story about it, which is good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think my standout was we finally got a name. You know, Team Foundation uh, Server 2017, Visual Studio 2017. No, no more of this quote 15 unquote thing. Uh, of course, now we have to all unlearn that. Yeah, that was uh, confusing. Yeah, we have 2015 <laughs> and we have 015. Like, like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe they did it so late in the cycle because also announced was TFS 2017 RTM. It's released. It's available right now. You can go out and get it. So the fact that they changed the name, like they announced the name the day they announced it's RTMing. Yeah. I think that was someone was busy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and, and we'll have some more links in the show notes. Brian Harry did a, did a nice write up from an ALM side uh, about the Connect event from the general availability of the release management, the public preview of work item searching, the code search for TFS 2017 package management being generally available, NuGet NPM and more, uh, the the test storage improvements and, and uh, impact when you're upgrading to TFS 2017. We'll have all these links in the show notes as long with the Connect On Demand. If you missed Connect, you can go out and see it all at your own pace. And as he does, Ben Day did a great write-up for a bare metal install of TFS 2017. It's like a 100-page PDF, not because it's hard, but because he covers every single step from installing uh, Windows Server 2016 through the whole deal. Um, and of course, it's free and it's available on his site. We'll have that link in the show notes. One other, while I was at the MVP summit, I actually was able to see that we did a, on Sunday, an MVP to MVP day, and they were talking about this um, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Hinch, uh, Martin, oh, what is, oh, I am totally having a brain cramp here. What is, I can't even pronounce his last name, Hinch. <laughs> okay. Um, anyway, I saw him get up and speak, and he talked about the uh, synchronization of VSTS 
from TFS to VSTS, from TFS to TFS and VSTS to VSTS and how that works. And he's created this tool because he's doing this every day. He created the VSTS sync migration tool. Source is also available and uh, shared it out. And he talked about it at the MVP summit. Uh, spent a good 20 minutes talking about all the challenges and, 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 and the reasons why behind this thing. So if you're in that world where you have to keep these things, uh, in sync, you should check out this and it'll be in the show notes. Lastly, it's not a show if we don't talk about the ALM Rangers. What I really want to talk about here is, and I was hoping he was going to be on the show. Josh Garverick did a developing custom artifacts for dev test labs ticks and tricks. We talked about the dev labs on that this week on channel nine. And here he's done another post about it for the ALM Rangers. We'll have the links in the show notes. Now, enough of this news stuff. Gentlemen, let's talk cake. So what is the elevator pitch for cake? Well, Matthias is good um, with that. Elevator pitch. <laughs> okay, yeah. So it takes a, a cross-platform, but also a cross-environment build system, uh, which uses uh, a C-sharp DSL. Uh, and we use the Roslyn compiler to uh, do the scripting parts on the, on Windows and on .NET Core and on Mono. We currently use the Mono scripting engine. Great. So it's a C-sharp uh, domain-specific language. Yeah, which basically means that you can use anything. You can use the C shop, and we add some uh, things above above it. So we have some uh, concepts like uh, add-ins. Uh, we have uh, uh, concepts like tool and uh, some extra preprocessor directives that makes it easy to use it in a build script scenario. Why did you create it? What's it like its origin story? Um, yeah, I created it back in 2014. Um, <clears throat> I was a consultant at the time. And uh, I was helping a company uh, getting started with uh, test autom automation, mm -hmm. and they didn't have uh, any build automation. So um, we started looking at uh, different uh, build orchestration systems, but um, yeah, they didn't. They they wanted to write <laughs> the build scripts in in something they they knew. So mm -hmm. it was either uh, uh, batch scripts or <laughs> yeah. or. Uh, um, something else. So mm -hmm. I I was thinking that ah, Roslyn is available. Why not throw something together that um, so they can script it in C sharp and yeah, that's how it started. And then it's been growing ever since. Yeah. So it's only two years old since you started it, right? Yeah. <clears throat> exactly. And I, I'm seeing it mentioned everywhere. Like just today, I saw this post from. Adam Hathcock about the .NET Core 1.1 building at Docker and Cake, and he goes through and creates this whole post about, you know, uh, let me see, what is it? A build process to, you know, use the docker.build file and do the .NET restore and build and test and publish and, and how he drives it all with Cake. Yeah, I saw that as well. It was interesting to read. <laughs> so you basically... <laughs> With the the take up of Cake and now joining the .NET Foundation, I, I, you've it found a really uh, a niche that needed to be filled, didn't you? Yeah, especially open source project because they, then you it would need to be able to build it both on like any build system or build server or uh, and both and locally, and that's mm -hmm. where it really fits in because it's just not only cross platform; it's cross environment. So you can have it on, on multiple build systems or build servers and have the same build script regardless. And that's perfect for open source things. So. Who 
who should use it? Should, should just the line of business developer guys who are building use it? Or should it be if you're open source, you should use it? Or should, uh, you know, yeah, who's like the target? Those people that are cross-platform? And, and I think anyone should use it uh, in a way. But because the good thing about it is you can share between projects very easily. It can be hard if you have like build step definitions in the build server. Um, and it's also... We've seen people like Samarin was early adopters of it and things like that. And when you need to be able uh, to be able to share your build definitions, it's really good to have a, like a language file that can do it. And we've also seen people now start to create NuGet packages with scripts so they can share like script components too. Yeah, so I think it's really good if you want to be able to reuse things with, between clients or between projects or just not open source, but if you want to be able to share the same code, but you can't share this new Git package, then you can at least share the build definitions between customers and things like that. Yeah. How, and when you create these build files, are they, I, I, I mean, I keep, I keep remembering in my head the old uh, MS build one, not even the XAML builds, but the ones before that, you know, ugly XML, it was just horrible to edit and stuff. How clean are 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 the build scripts that you're creating well I think, that makes sense yeah i think they were clean. basically we have uh, a concept of tasks and they kind of dependencies and you just create a delegate for each uh, what they're going to do so you have basically uh, a task uh, you write a task and you say what that will depend on and you say what that will do and you can also add criteria to when it should or should not execute but it's just it's just C sharp. So I think a C sharp developer will recognize most things. Uh, there are some things with scripting that aren't C sharp. Like we have global, like global properties and methods that usually you have like a class or something. Mm -hmm. uh, but that's like the good thing about that is that it's less ceremony. The hard thing is that it's hard to do things like we currently don't have IntelliSense, I think, but we do have debugging, which is doing like that. But, mm -hmm. uh, but it's like really low ceremony, which I think it's a low barrier to entry. So I think that's yeah. good work. You can, it's really easy to get started with. So just read the introduction on, on GitHub or our homepage, and you sh should be able to get something up and running in five or 10 minutes. How do you install it? So currently we're bootstrapping it from NuGet. So we, um, if you like, we have an example repo, you will see either a build.ps1 or a build.sh depending on if you're on Windows or Unix. And what that basically will do is it will fetch cake from NuGet and it will uh, launch cake and look for like a build.cake file. Uh, so it's very easy to get started. So if you see, see uh, like a cake file in, uh, in a GitHub uh, product, usually it's just a clone out repo and run build.ps1 or build.sh. I will bootstrap everything for you. That's cool. Yeah, I'm looking at the the source for that Adam uh, Hathcock post on it, and it just seems to make sense. Looking at the, his build.cake, you know, he's got task restore, and then the next one's task build, and is dependent on the restore, and you can just chain them all together. And having just today, I was editing a TFS build definition and putting all these little tasks and stuff in there. Um, yeah, well, the good thing about you have it is source control, so you will have a, a good like version control of your build automation too. So if something changed or break, you can easily revert it, uh, and that's often hard. Hard in that when if you have a UI to do your build definitions, it can be hard to get back to where you were previously. Uh, now more and more build systems are coming with a like a YAML file concept where you have the build definitions in 
and I heard that's coming to TFS too. So it's, so it's the good part. That's more and more I've seen the advantage of keeping it tight with the source uh, control. That's also like we do something with Git when you can, everyone has part of the source control. It's easy to set up with a new build system. You just uh, clone out that Git repository and we will be able to build. So we were talking about build systems uh, in the pre-show. How many again does Cake support? Uh, well, it's like 12 that we support, like we have native support to detect if we're building on those systems and things like that. But probably any build system that support is basically, basically a tooling problem. Like mm-hmm. the tools would need, need to be supported, but that if we have some operating system that doesn't have mono, then we won't be able to run or .NET Core. But uh, if you have uh, the toolings needed, then the cake will probably run just fine. So it's more like you can't run the, like now Crossbat MS build is coming, but before that existed, <laughs> you, you you had to use X build on uh, Linux or Unix. Right. Uh, so basically, like Cake would probably run just fine, but it's it could be like a tooling or the add-ins only for full framework. But uh, we are, like the big release we did is like at the end of summer was uh, uh, to supply uh, fully support .NET Core, uh, but that also means that the version of Cake that runs on .NET Core can't reference full CR assemblies. It makes total sense when you but it's easy to forget that, that all dependencies might not be available, even if Cake itself is uh, cross-platform. As you look back in hindsight, those, you know, two years ago in hindsight and all the open source announcements that have been happening since and MS Build going open source, uh, do you see Cake as having... Are you sorry you created it? Do you think it's going to be, uh, you know, are you still going to keep improving it? You know, uh, are, are you kicking yourself for starting this project? Uh, no, uh, we will continue develop, developing it. Uh, I think it actually makes more sense now with, uh, uh, with the cross-platform, uh, the .NET Core and everything to have. Um, yeah. Good answer. I like that answer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, f- I forgot what I was going to say in the middle of the sentence. <laughs> you, you get the the. the... Well, it's, it's evening here now, so that's the, we blame that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's blame. Let's it's blame. the time shifting. Yeah, but I mean, in, in a, I totally agree with Patrick. Like, it makes even more sense now to have uh, a, like a build script that can be shared across like both like operating system boundaries and build server boundaries. Uh, because then people have a choice. They can uh, use any build server or build system they want. We work equally good on uh, VSTS as we work on the uh, GitLabs or whatever. Uh, I, I think that's uh, a strength because then it, you have less lock-in. You have, uh, if like the, something new, fancy, shiny, like Bitbucket pipelines comes, that already works <laughs> right. now. So I think it's yeah. all good. Yeah, and, and we're, we're not replacing MS Build, for example, because we're shelling out MS Build when building .NET projects we're just orchestrating the 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 building of the project yeah so so yeah. um yeah so it's yeah, a- i think that's actually the key message and that's the one thing that it took me a while to kind of grok to tr- truly understand is that yeah you're not replacing the .NET cli the command line environment you're not replacing ms build or any of these other things you're orchestrating them yeah exactly correct <clears throat> so um yeah so how it's open it's on um GitHub, it's quote unquote open source. How open source is it really? I mean, who's doing the commits and, and uh, the, the PRs and stuff? Is it just the, the three of you guys or? No, uh, currently we're uh, 
uh, up to 94 contributors. So soon 100 contributors. So it's wow. and lately been. I think uh, as a product matures, the maintainers become more and more maintainers and less and less contributors because you, uh, it takes a lot of time to like triage the pull requests, uh, see so the build servers are up and running and things like that. Uh, just keeping the project going, yeah. Speaking on podcasts, uh, conferences, something like that. I think so it's, <laughs> it's, uh, it's good. Like, uh, it's really nice to see that it picks off and people like it and people really contribute. And especially now we, we have an adding story. You see like, explosion of add-ins uh, for all kinds of things uh, which is uh, really really good to see uh, so uh, people all from like uh, we had a like a day zero release for support for uh, microsoft teams uh, to be able to send messages there we have uh, all from hockey app to like the devops things and so it's really cool yeah i wanted to ask you about the add-in uh support i'm browsing your add-in page here now and it's like a thousand it's like a million add-ins here how was that to even create it getting that right is hard how did you guys you know how did you get it so right that so many people are now uh, contributing to these add-ins that the add-in model is it's uh, super simple i mean it's just like um, most of the things in cake works as extension method to uh context Mm-hmm. So it's more or less um, a, a, a class library with an extension method and a development dependency on our um, core assembly. Mm-hmm. And that's it. <laughs> uh, but we also have something called modules, which you can replace parts in Cake. That's a, a little bit more complicated. But for example, if you don't like how we do globbing, which is a, a wild, car, wild card searching for files, you can mm-hmm. write your own globbing provider and inject that. So uh, the add-in, super simple model uh, modules are a little bit more complicated. Um, did I get that so, right, Matthias? Yeah, yeah. But yeah. so basically, also like add-ins are just NuGet packages. So okay. basically, yeah. you can treat anything that's on NuGet and the same framework. So if you're Full framework uh, cake, or if your data core, if that assembly like Newtonsoft uh, exists for any, then you can just use that. And uh, the the special thing about add-ins, like the the native cake add-ins, is that we do some namespace importing automatically, and we do also some like uh, you get them available globally. Those methods and like that, but you can use any assembly from NuGet uh, as an add-in, which. Uh, but the the big advantage is like uh, things that aren't cross-platform is perfect for adding because then we cake core itself doesn't need to take a dependency on something that is like only available on windows or mac or something but an add-in it makes perfect sense uh, because then you can extend cake without we have that dependency. <clears throat> yeah it's also uh, instead of pulling everything into the our common library uh, mm-hmm. You can start if 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 you have functionality that you want to have in Cake, you can start building it as an add-in, and then you can make a pull request. Like when you, it's a it's a good uh, starting point. Just to do a proof of concept, it's good. Yeah, exactly. You can re- you can release it out of band also. Like if I want to try something, if it makes sense enough to go in core, then it's already like battle hardened and proven. Uh, yeah. so you can always start with, uh, and also like with the modules, that's more like. A, uh, like I did a long path module to support for the like for the expat stuff you already have that, but for the full framework we still have uh, on many versions problems with like npm. It does this really deep folder structures. Yeah. So 
then basically I just did the module that's available. And with the add is also worth to note that we have created a separate organization called KContrib, where people like if they want help with the build systems and uh, they want like help with uh, like triaging and pull requests, they can uh, be part of that. So they can submit their add in there. They still have full automated and full control of the repository, mm-hmm. but they can like take advantage of our build servers and things like that. So the, that's been a huge, many of you in that. And uh, just because we never can set up the basic conventions like we build an app here and host to Gitter and also like visibility, because then people will see all the add-ins under that. I keep, I'm looking through this, the add-in list and I'm just kind of in awe about it. I it pretty much, you know, <laughs> almost anything you want to do is here already. And, uh, you know, I, I was talking about how hard a good plug-in model could be, but you guys showed how hard it was by making it so easy. If that makes any sense, you know, the ultimate complexity is simplicity, uh, by making it so simple, uh, that's awesome. Oh, thank you. Where were we? Um, what's some of the newest stuff that you guys released with Cake recently? You said you did a summer release. Well, we had so they had a, like the, our famous like the the V016 was the core CLR release, and okay, that like Patrick did a lot of work on the, that like the whole porting to the core CLR, and I did a lot of the like, integration tests, and so that was kind of a beast. So it was one of the biggest refactorings in the cake history. <laughs> so, so. Uh, and the whole, like the last V7, like those 17 release have been about catching up on PRs and uh, refactoring and uh, fixing things. Uh, so that's because we got the backlog because we didn't want to pull in too much during the course of part because we wanted to see that we retain functionality and didn't introduce issues and things like that. So it was uh, like a lot about integration tests and like adding to all these different CI systems. Uh, and so the V17 we released uh, a couple of weeks ago was all about catching up ERs. And basically the next will be fewer things, but more like bug fixes and a little more features. So we're up to speed now with the PRs. <laughs> what, what kind of release cadence do you guys have? Is it just when stuff piles up, you decide it to release, or do you have it set, you know, do a release every month, or do you have any sort of set cadence, or is it just comes as it comes? We have goals and plans. (laughs) 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 So usually we set up like a set of like, this is what we want to include, or, but sometimes it's just like, we don't want too much to pile up in a release because then you have many moving parts. Right. Um, But, uh, it's like a dream scenario will be to now, now we'll be more stable with the course load to release more often. So, mm-hmm. but it all depends uh, what's in the pipeline, but it would be good to like every two weeks or once a month, depending on what's in the PR pipeline. Right. What's uh, coming up? What's new and exciting? What's going to be in like, you know, 17.1 or 18 or anything you can share? Oh, I need to check the, the milestone. <laughs> I completely forgot. Um, well, it's it's been a lot of fixes in this. So so V eighteen will be smaller than the previous. Like V seventeen was like we have many many PRs, <laughs> so it's a big one. But now it's been more like uh, we have adding uh, support for some X uh, six stuff. We have fixed some illegal character bugs and just uh, tweaks, which is a good feeling to have. In right, it's kind of like a stabilization release. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, and we also have that. We would more like add more like validation of add-ins and uh, uh, like main like plumbing to right uh, be able to uh, like refine some uh, uh, with a, like with a new 
there are like effects of with the new .NET CLI where the, it runs each uh, test for each uh, framework in development. So you have like two test files and it will nice be able to merge those uh, and things like that because uh, there are things that become more complex or new problems when you go cross-platform. And then we also have... Th- uh, yeah. Uh, go ahead, sorry. Uh, well, Patrick can talk about why we also have a cake frosting with this when we use the .NET CLI instead. Oh, yeah. That, that is still in... Mm preview mode but um it's it's a, a .NET core uh, how can i explain it um you write your cake scripts as a um .NET core um, um console application mm-hmm. so you instead of using the bootstrapper to download via uh, cake via NuGet you download the cake core CLR. um no sorry you don't um sorry um can can i start over <laughs> you know what? No, we're just going to keep that oh, in. Okay. Yeah, don't worry about that. You know, it, yeah, look, yeah. we are all. I'm tired. Our listeners, you guys are exhausted. I know. What time is it there? Oh, it's, and, just, it's soon t- 10 p.m. So. Oh, yeah. So it's like way late for you. Don't worry. All of our listeners, <laughs> they're, they're, they are like you. I mean, you guys are our listeners. You know, <laughs> we all know. We get the brain cramp or a brain fart. It's just what it is. I, you know? uh, yeah. That one, one a.m. blog post that wasn't so smart before. But <laughs> 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 or those, you know, Donald Trump-like tweets, you know. It's just you look at it the next day and you're like, oh, what the hell? And I wasn't even drunk. <laughs> Yeah. No, so, so, so yeah, don't worry about it. So the um yeah, no, no, cake frost. Yeah, it, it, it's simply you, you add a, a reference to your to a project JSON file, and then you have something that looks like the web application builder in ASP ASP.NET Core, mm-hmm. where you build um, uh, your cake context, and then you simply you uh, write your methods and add attributes to them. So mm-hmm. the the good thing is that you get IntelliSense and debugging and everything out of the box. It's not as lightweight as uh, the scripting. And with the scripting, you you get started really easy. But if you have a really really big um, build script, it might mm-hmm. be a good idea to use frosting for it. But basically, we use the same uh, K common and K core assemblies. Yeah, yeah, it's, so, yeah, so it's, we utilize all the things. It's just like basically a different bootstrapping process. Yeah, uh, and, we, and we use the .NET CLI tools pipeline instead, basically. Yeah, and, and we use the the engine in Cake for it as well. So it's just another kind of hosting, you could say. Mm-hmm. So instead of a script host, we have this uh, .NET Core host. With the, yeah, cool. Um, so I think you guys are the first project that I've, or people are involved in a project that I've talked about who's actually, you know, part of the .NET foundation. Obviously we talk to Martin all the time, but you know, he's, he's <laughs> on the inside. What is it like working with the .NET foundation? It's really easy. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I mean, Martin is really nice and really um, focused. I don't know how to say it, but yeah, yeah it's, uh, I think it's, Release it to work with .NET Foundation. And like for, did it help your part? Did it help your process? Did it hurt? Was it? it, it was it? No, it didn't hurt at all. But because the, the good thing is, we, we want to make sure Cake lives on, even if we wouldn't, <laughs> even if with Macar. But even if we do, well, we can be a Go developer in the future, or whatever. But we want the project to live <laughs> on. 
people want right. to be able to. So it's some like adds value, like, so it's some validity to the product. But it's also like we get, uh, before we were paying out of our own pocket to host on Azure and do build sims. And so we also get some support with that and we code signing mm-hmm. and things like that. Uh, and also uh, we could like, we get uh, like exposure from it and we also get to be able to have some like uh, mentorship and some like uh, good part like to to how do we do it and we also get legal support if we need it and things like that so it's it's more like you feel more safe with the product and you feel good that this will continue and you won't have any like if you need the backing of a foundation for legal issues you can get that so it's it makes it more easy to work with the product did you approach them or did they approach you how did that work out or how did that start well we applied Okay. So basically, the, the, there's a, there's an application form on the .NET Foundation on GitHub. Mm-hmm. So we sent in that one, uh, and then there's a this process to right. Uh, it's not very wrong, but I think apparently we qualify. Uh, <laughs> so I think it's a uh, it's a good thing. Like even if you don't uh, want to join, it's good to have a connection with them if you're up so proud. Uh, so uh, I think uh, I seem like Martin has visions, and I think it will. The whole foundation will evolve. Uh, I think it's really like a good place to be in .NET open source now. Uh, it's totally different than it was a couple of years ago. When, uh, so it's good times now. Isn't that amazing? Who would have thought five years ago we would be saying all you know? It's good to be a .NET open source .NET developer. I, yeah, it's uh, fantastic times. Yeah, it's like oh, and Google joins the foundation. Like okay, yeah, that's cool. And I and, my, and Samsung as well. I think. Yeah. And all this, like, and Microsoft joins the Linux Foundation, and it's, it's all good. And the good part is, like, I think the, the really good part, like Google joining, like, it, when companies join the .NET Foundation, that means that all their employees have signed the CLA, which means that all their employees can tr- contribute without, without basically asking a manager. So basically now we are hoping for all Google employees to support Cake. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I mean, it's good, like something that not all think about. It's for a big enterprise, it's complex for an employee to to support open source. Sometimes. Right. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Been there, done that. Yeah, yeah. I ran into that same issues. You worry about IP issues and, and you know, all of that good kind of stuff. So, yeah. so it's, uh, I mean, that's the like good part. It sets the standard for how we work and how we contribute and how being a good open source citizen, both as a company and as consumers and maintainers, I think. That's, uh, it's really good. So you guys are both, you both have full-time jobs, right? You you do this like at night on the weekends? Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Unless it's like, sometimes it it can be like happy coincidence when a customer needs the same thing as cake needs. (laughs) (laughs) Or you can sell in something (laughs) that cake needs. But uh, mainly it's, uh, uh, it's like it's me, Patrick, and uh, Gary that maintains the project. And mm-hmm. we have full-time jobs. We have families and uh, that. Uh, so it's, we were we very fortunate. Like It was just like in the last 18 months that people started to contribute. So uh, it's been, it's really good when that like started. Like now it's more regular and you get both like good and bad feedback and uh, you need that to, I think, to be able to grow. And not right. So you guys are, you're dog fooding this. You were actually using this at client sites. And that is like you talked about, that was the genesis of this. This wasn't some abstract problem you're trying to solve. This was a real world problem that kicked it off. And it's a world world problems that keep it going. Yeah. Because if you see yeah. like my first pull request in, like I, I started sending pull requests in June of, two, so basically it was a month old. And that was things like I needed a sign tool. 
I needed some new NuGet pack options. So basically, it's all been like, for me, my pull requests have been need basis. I need this. Right. So the good thing about that is that I will maintain that because I use it. <laughs> uh, right. The more interesting stuff is now when you get pull requests for other people that sometimes you can say, can we take this as an add-in first? So we can see <laughs> what the need is. <clears throat> you don't want the, like, the core to be bloated either. Yeah. No, and especially if we are not using the tools, it's very difficult to maintain it if you have no idea what the, the tool does. That, Yeah. Right. Right. Well, I think that's the right. The adding approach is, is really the the, the right approach. I, you know, it, it's let the people write it as they need it and extend it that way. Keeping that core as minimal as possible. Yeah, I think that's the smart thing to do, guys. Yeah, it also makes uh, like then we can refactor things uh, if we have too much dependencies and things <laughs> like that. It's like we have very few dependencies compared to some projects, and that makes the whole whole core CLR port possible. Uh, it, because uh, we've seen like the big blocker for many products to go to Corsilla are boss dependencies because mm-hmm. it's like a chicken and egg situation. To be able to go over, you have to wait for this dependency or this de- my dependency injection framework doesn't exist or testing. Yeah. So uh, having few dependencies that way have been good because, but still the add-in can be like that can be platform specific uh, because that really can, uh, like this is a good part. I think. Right. Like for example, I'm looking at the Xcode. Yeah. Uh, add in. Yeah. Obviously, dependency on the Mac, uh, but it doesn't bloat or impact the product at all. And also, like, the good part about adding that, like, like the more mature a product gets, like, like, with Cake Lakes, it's harder to grab it quickly. Uh, Then (laughs) it's good when adding because that can be in a good pace when it's new. Because when something is new, you will keep adding features and uh, uh, we'll have like bugs and issues and then it's good to be able to release that in its own cadence. Right. Uh, so that, I think uh, it's a sweet spot. And now that we have also the module support, uh, it, it means that like hard parts like changing the file system or changing how we global things, that doesn't have to be in core anymore. You can do that in a like proof of concept way. We're, and that's the good part because then, then we can like, if you do a new, like a new file system implementation, then we can compare that we get the same results uh, and do it like in a controlled way. Uh, so I, w- I think we're pretty good. We, it's a lot of fine tuning now, and also like when it comes to a new CI system or new build system, or if something breaks on, like it could be like something like in a .NET CLI, like they could have breaking changes in between versions. I would, mm-hmm. I'm not saying it, but it could be. <laughs> uh, well, guys, we're about 44, 45 minutes into the show, so we need to start wrapping up. Um, I've been trying to come up with like once that cake.net, cake build is a development tool built by developers for developers. Yeah. Does that sound about right? Or it's a, it's a, yeah, dev, a build orchestration tool built by devs for devs. Yeah, we're complementing things like we don't replace i think that's something like you can use it with tfs you can use it with GitLab. you can do that but it's more like stitching things together like getting the puzzle pieces right so it's more like it's the lego of each (laughs) there you go yeah 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 yeah. okay um well where can they find more information about build a cake so build. we have cakebuild.net is our main mm-hmm. website. Uh, we're cakebuild on uh, GitHub, and we have a cakebuild.net uh, Twitter account. Great. Well, is there anything? Is, is is there anything that I forgot to ask you guys? Um, no. What <laughs> else? I don't know. We can talk for hours about this. We, we are passionate. <laughs> so, 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 any question can be a can of worms. Uh, you know. <laughs> so, so, 
because we, like it's good, it can be like things like it's I use it also like for the release management part. You can use it for that. We also use it for uh, some uses for like Kudu for the deployment scripts. Uh, so it doesn't just have to be build. It can be package and deploy and like that. So and I think that that's a hard part to find in other products where you can combine the whole pipeline in one place. Yeah, I actually use it sometimes for when I want to run scripts on my computer. I just start a new cake build script and just write it there instead. Huh. It's perfect for those Stack Overflow questions when you have to like yeah. see that the code compiles. Exactly. Well, uh, gentlemen, again, I, I want to thank you for being on. Uh, Matthias and Patrick, uh, I thought this was a great show. Now, um, listeners, if you guys out there have questions you want to send to them, you can obviously hit them up on their Twitter page or you can send us an email at radiotfs at outlook.com. Find us on Twitter at radiotfs. We're on Facebook at slash Radio TFS and voicemails. Remember, if you guys send a voicemail in and it's safe for work, we'll play it on the air. So you become like a guest host by taking a few seconds and leaving us a voicemail. You can do that at 1-425-233-8379. And thank you again. Thank you all again for listening to Radio TFS. Radio TFS.